Hey everybody, welcome to You Have to Watch This Podcast. I'm Alan. I'm Ryan. And I'm Devin. And welcome to a special, special episode of You Have to Watch This Podcast. I don't know if you guys know this, TV productions are kind of behind schedule because of something to do with the beer Corona. What? Um, I, don't, I, don't... I guess everyone in Hollywood's hungover. They can't get to productions on time. So Makes a sense. lot of new, a lot of new shows aren't premiering like they should be this month and next month. Over the next few weeks, we usually have an onslaught of brand new television coming to your screens. That's not happening this year. So what we what we decided to do was take a look at, we each picked a pilot to a show that we love, that we want more people to watch. And we found things that are available to stream that so you can sit down and binge a full season. Uh, I think the the one that has the most seasons right now is Fargo has four, it, three seasons. It is three, but the fourth one's coming out soon, yeah. I think. Yeah, it should be out Monday. Yeah. When I, when I was watching Hulu, I was getting the new episode Monday. Oh. Um, Ryan, how many how many seasons did your show go? Two. Okay. So, yeah. So, you'll be able to sit down and watch hours of television if you sit down and watch all three of our shows beginning <laughs> to end. We ran the gambit a little bit here, so we have a lot of different things to talk about. <laughs> But we're going to go with the oldest show first. So, Ryan, tell us about your pick, Ugly Americans. Uh, I'm going to need a lighter beer. Bartender. Ugly Americans is an animated TV show that aired on Comedy Central from 2010 to 2011. Um... The name Ugly Americans is based off of a book that was written, I believe, a long, long time ago about just the American persona abroad. And the idea of the show is kind of similar, except it's based in New York. And instead of having day-to-day life with all humans, it's day-to-day life with humans and every type of monster you can think of. Demons, zombies, vampires, um, uh, manned pigeons, warlocks, man pigeons... Um, everything you can think of. And it centers around a human that works at a uh, immigration center where he helps new American citizens integrate into the city of New York. But at the same time, there's another part of the same building that runs like a police force where they try to catch illegal immigrants. And there's a lot of hijinks that ensue since his boss is a demon and his direct boss is also a demon who he's seen. <laughs> um, Biblically. Yes. Because <laughs> they're demons. Get it? <laughs> I saw this when it first aired. Uh, it was, I was 20, 21. I was 20, 21 years old. This is 10 years old. Ouch, no, don't do that. So I was, I'm 35. I was 25, 25, 25. I was 25 when it aired, and I feel like I was a perfect age for it. At the time, but I want to know what you guys thought. So who wants to go first? You know what? I, you had told me parts about this. You like in our group chat, you'll like casually bring up a couple things about the Americans. And I was like, oh, that sounds interesting. Uh, I really liked what I saw of this show. Um, I am the kind of guy that is just absolutely taken when I can catch a cultural reference. <laughs> and this show did a couple of very obvious ones. And they also did a couple that I guess might have been a little bit more low key or I just think I'm cool and thought no one else would get this but me. Um, and I really appreciated it for that. I liked a lot of the like 
funny reality they brought into it where like there was a scene where he literally went to hell with his demon girlfriend because that's where she grew up i like the (laughs) fact that his zombie roommate every once in a while has flesh cravings and they have to come up with like fake flesh for him to eat to satiate that like there was a lot of clever funny and i like the commentary it had on immigration yeah like because it definitely like had a point and a message to it and i like that a lot so, mm-hmm. yeah, I thought it was great. So I remember seeing this back in the heyday of The Daily Show and The Colbert Report, seeing commercials for it. It's like, oh, that doesn't look like anything I'm interested in watching. <laughs> I'm glad I checked it out because we, I, we were supposed to watch two episodes of this, right? That yeah. was the assignment? Yeah. Okay. So the first episode, I was like, okay, this is all right. But then the second episode, I recognized voices. I'm like, oh my God, that's Bill Hader. Oh my God, that's Sean Mulaney. Oh my God, I think Pete Holmes is in this. Yeah. I like the second episode more than the first. Okay. Because I really enjoyed the the Christ angel thing that they did. <laughs> I feel like I could watch this here and there. Like I didn't hate, I like the second episode more. The pilot didn't sell me on it. And I, usually animation pilots hook me right away like Futurama did and yeah I can't think of any other anime shows I watched from the pilot but Futurama did yeah so but this one I was like I don't know I'll give it another episode and then the second episode is like okay maybe I would like this yeah so... uh, but the, but like the 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 monster demon stuff isn't really for me mm. like it's not okay. like you you know how much I liked Lost Boys so <laughs> <laughs> I, I got you I got you yeah but and I think the animation style in this is very crude, and I don't like that as much because I'm a big Simpsons guy, and the one thing about the Simpsons is their animation is on point. Yeah, it's very clear cut and straight lines. This is a lot more dirty and like dull colors, and I just don't like that as much. I like when I'm, if I'm watching a cartoon, I like bright colors. I just like bright colors in general. <laughs> I'm a five year old. Uh, <laughs> it, it I I might watch this more. Okay. So as the episodes go on, they get more cartoonish, to be all honest. Okay. Like, mm-hmm. the next episode opens up, and it's a demon trying to adopt his baby demon to a human couple. And it shows the, like, maturing process of a demon baby, and it's very funny. <laughs> um, uh-huh. But um, Also, also yeah. I think I need full disclosure. I did watch the first episode on my phone in a parking lot outside the laundromat at like 11 <laughs> o'clock last night. So that might be why I like the second episode more. Okay. That's perfectly fine. Um, but just, just full disclosure. Yeah. So you guys know. Yeah. So, so one of the, like my favorite gag from the pilot itself from the first episode is when, um, uh, it's the running gag about the doors. Yeah. About how Randall punches the door, and then he goes, it, it was unlocked, why'd you punch through it? And it's set up to make it look like he's getting attacked by a zombie, but it, it's his roommate telling him, be like, dude, c- can you be any more quiet? Like, could you calm <laughs> down? And um, then he's talking to, like, the hand person, who looks like something out of Rick and Morty. And yeah. he's talking about how, like, dude, I've got zombies putting holes in doors all over the city. I can only give you nine to nine as a time that a window that somebody might come over to help fix your door. And there's, like, vampires in the background helping zombies pick out metal doors. <laughs> so I, I think that's the other thing, too. Like, this is watching this after seeing something like Rick and Morty, watching this after watching Rick and Morty and something like big mouth, it just kind of falls flat. Cause those hit so strong. 
And I think the pilot in this one is just kind of not where the pilots for those shows were, um, which isn't fair to the show because there's 10 years in between almost. But I, I think that's the other reason. Like the humor in those shows hits me like straight on. Like I love like Big Mouth more than Rick and Morty because say what you will about Rick and Morty, the writing is out there and mm. gets insane sometimes. Uh, just like the fans, uh, <laughs> but Big Mouth, I think, has a lot of the same cast carries over from Ugly Americans because it's the same group of comedians that came up in 2010. Like that was their show, so they were able to go from this to something that they had creative input into. One of the things I like about the pilot, even though the other ep- like it's not the strongest episode, but to mm-hmm. me, I like it because it cements the world that the show is going to take place in. And it gives you the core for each character because they expand on it heavily. Yeah. Like, um, and, they mentioned, that's the, that's the, that's the point of a pilot. Like yeah. you're not going to get everything you from the show yeah. in the pilot. You're going to get a taste of what the show is going to be because yeah. you got to sell it to the sell it to the advertisers, sell it to the network, sell it to the audience. Exactly. So and so that's where like two quick things. The the immigration cop that they uh introduce mentions that he lost a wife to one of those mm-hmm. monsters that aren't human. Yeah, no. She's divorced him and married a vampire she's alive she's not dead oh and then i didn't know that um and then was it like the uh uh the male demon the one that like runs the immigration center um Mm -hmm. he's got a very strong feminine side but he's also very masculine so like they so like he puts off this like mm, like tough like thing but he's very soft-hearted oh <laughs> in the other episodes so they definitely all all they do is ground the show they give you the type of humor that's going to be in it um and it does ha- i mean it's basically like to me it's a more edgy version of futurama because you have a group of friends a group of people that are connected at living in new york same way Futurama is. And it just shows their day-to-day life. Like, it really doesn't have a... Like, the show really doesn't have a through line. It's just every episode's a different thing. Kind of like Seinfeld was. In well, I think that's what... And they do I think a lot why it appeals to me. Oh, and they do a lot I of mean, parodies in the show. Episode 2 was, like, straight parodies. Like... Yeah. The second they started doing Gangs of New York, I got very excited. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean... It, 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 the, there's a lot to it. I, I really wish I could talk about it more. Um, <laughs> but I'm just happy that both of you enjoyed the show. I mean, I'm happy. I'm really happy that the second episode drew Alan in more. Um, there is an episode where they parody Wet Hot American Summer. <laughs> and, That's cool. Um, Why didn't you just have me watch that? <laughs> um, they also make fun of Harry Potter in that one. They made fun of Harry Potter pretty heavy in the second one too. Oh, oh, okay. So in the second one, the one, the one gag with yeah. the wizard at yeah. the wizarding building, and he goes, "You shall not pass until you yeah. sign in." In a later episode, I don't know if there was legal trouble. I don't, I don't, I don't know what happened, but that character shows up again in like the second season. Yeah, 
And I forget what the circumstances in because I binge watched that when I found out that this show was on CBS All Access, I had a conniption and I binge watched it in two days. I good. I flipped out. I I sent you guys recordings of of the show from my phone from the couch. Like I was super excited about this because I loved this show, but this character uh, he's he holds out his staff and he mm-hmm. and he says, "You shall not sue." <laughs> so i um so uh so there's that but there's a lot of parody in this they make fun of twilight um all right uh, it, uh there's an episode where they make fun of twilight uh there's an episode where they make fun of like star- uh uh they're if you like parodies and you like animated humor that's kind of edgy Ugly Americans is definitely for you. Well, I mean, and, what, right. yeah. what drew me to it was I just like absurd worlds that the show then has to spend almost its entire runtime just grounding to make it relatable. Yeah. And I think that's so fun. Like, because this word's in, world's insane. I shouldn't relate to any of these characters, but it tries real hard to make you. And, and the thing is, even though they're monsters, like a lot of the, a lot of the non-human characters mm-hmm. are more relate are more re- relatable than the human ones. That's I mean, cool. one of uh, and then one of my favorite gags in in the entire series, and and I'll end it with this: one of my favorite mm-hmm. gags, Callie, the yeah. the main character's girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Her mother, her name is Rosie, and she's human. She has a thin face, blonde hair, cut short. She looks like Mia Farrow. She, yes. They oh. never say Rosemary, but they refer to her mother as Rosie. That's funny. And her dad is like the guy who's Satan. just... Well, he's Satan, but he's... Every 35 years, there is a snake monster that the next demon in line has to swallow and then they mm. become the ruler of hell for 35 years oh and there's an episode that has to do with that that's really funny as well good okay. um because they so they call it sucking the snake oh <laughs> this isn't actually a podcast this is just an intervention for ryan and his <laughs> obsession with ugly I'm, americans i'm good i'm kidding i'm, I'm kidding i know no, okay. i know i know but all right so. so i i think what we're gonna do after each episode each show that we talk about, we're going to rate it on a scale of, do we want to do one to 10 or one to five, Devin? So one to five. One to five. One to five. How likely are you, Devin, to keep watching Ugly Americans? Four. Solid four. Four? Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go 2.9. Okay. Like I, if, I, if I have nothing else to watch and I still have CBS All Access and I see this there, I might, I might check it out again. There you go. You know, I think that I'm going to suggest for you to read the titles of the episodes. Okay. Because yeah. the titles of the episodes give away what they're parroting. Oh, that's cool. Because the Wet Hot American Summer one, like, they just mm-hmm. changed one word in it. And I think it's in the second season. But I would definitely, for Alan, go off and read the names of the episodes. Devin, I think you should just go through and just oh, watch I'm just episode gonna go by through. episode. Yeah, this is a yeah. perfect thing for me to watch. Yeah. In fact, they're probably going to watch an episode before I go to bed. <laughs> and then Ugly Americans is available on CBS All Access. Yep. So if you have that to watch Star Trek, you can check it out there. Mm-hmm. So moving on to Devin's pick. Devin, what was your pick for this week? All right. So my pick is a uh, 2014 series. Um, it premiered April 15th, 2014. It's called Fargo. <clears throat> How you been, Lester? 
They ever tell you how I used to beat this little guy up in high school? <laughs> oh, what a day. I gotta say, if that were me in your position, I would have killed that man. Your problem is you spent your whole life thinking there are rules. There aren't. Boss, the wife, etc. Wearing us down. Honestly, I don't know what got into me marrying you. If you don't stand up to it, you're taking that back. You're just gonna get washed away. But you're not a man, Lester. You're not even half a man. Oh, you gonna hit me? Uh, for those of you that don't know, uh, it is inspired by the 1996 film of the same name by some of my favorite directors, the Coen brothers. Um, they are second to Edgar Wright for me. Um, each season is an anthology, so it's kind of like um, if you've ever seen like, oh, what's it called? American Horror Story, where like each season is a different set of stories or is a different story. Sometimes characters come back, sometimes not really. Uh, has a all-star cast Billy Bob Thornton, Allison Tillman, uh, Colin Hanks, and Martin Freeman were in this episode, which I loved. Uh, it won Emmys for Outstanding Miniseries, Outstanding Directing, Outstanding Casting, a Golden Globe for Best Miniseries and Best Actor, Billy Bob Thornton. Uh, yeah, Fargo. So I had you guys watch episode one. What did you think? Okay, so this show has been on my list for the longest time. And when FX... When Fox got bought out by Disney and then they started doing the FX on Hulu thing, I was like, ooh, now I can go back and watch all of Fargo. Yeah. And I just haven't yet. So <laughs> I'm glad that you picked this. Mm-hmm. And I remember I remember you saying that this was your choice. Mm-hmm. And then like a week later, I couldn't remember what your choice was. I was like, I know I want to watch it. What <laughs> was it? And that pretty much describes how I have been with this show since 2014. I've wanted to watch it but it's always at the back of my mind. I absolutely love this. Yeah. Um, Fargo was one of those films in film school where they had us recreate scenes from just to do the lighting for. So there's a scene in the film where uh, William H. Macy is like bribing his college, his kid's college so they can get in. No, Uh, no, (laughs) no. William H. Macy is on the phone and there's Mm -hmm. like a window behind him with blinds. And we were told to recreate that lighting scenario. Yeah. And I specifically remember doing that. And then like the first scene with Martin Freeman in this, he's got like a window behind him with the blinds going across. Like, oh, my God, I remember. (laughs) I get it. They did it. I love the cast of this. Uh, I always forget Billy Bob Thornton is like a serious actor because his name's Billy Bob. <laughs> but yeah, I I absolutely love this. Um, Ryan, what do you think? I could use more Billy Bob Thornton. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, all of the actors did great. It looks like an amazing show. This really isn't my thing. Okay. And a lot like like I said, I'm. I, by saying that, I'm not taking anything away from it. Like, this looks really sure. good, and I might watch, like, the next episode and mm-hmm. see if it grips me at all. But this is one of those uh, things where it's like, when it comes, there was a lot of cool aspects to it. I don't know. It's really hard to put my finger on it. I, yeah. I'm almost dealing with the same situation I did with the whole uh, the WB TV shows. Like, not the same thing. I'm not, mm-hmm. it's not the it's not the same issue, but it's just something about these kind of shows that, like, I don't know. Just, Ryan, have you seen have you seen Fargo the film? Yes, I have. Okay. I could also say that there wasn't enough wood chippers in this movie either. 
I mean, in this <laughs> pilot either. So the one thing I love that this series does is it every season picks two Coen Brothers movies and influ or and draws heavy influence from them. Um, I don't know what your guys's history is with the Coen Brothers. I don't think we've talked about this before, but this one draws from Fargo, obviously, and No Country for Old Men, and. Uh-huh. The whole season is basically just a mix of those two movies, and those are two of my favorite Coen Brothers movies. So I'm like, I really like. I can put my finger on it now. It's co. Okay, so I like their stuff. I really do. I like Old Country for Old Men. I like Fargo. But unfortunately, those are two movies that I've seen once and I'm good. They're good movies. I will tell people that I like them because I did, Mm -hmm. but I can't watch them again. And yeah. I think it's the pacing, and I, I, I think it's the pacing and the filming style. And as soon as you said that it's those two movies, now I know exactly what it is, and it's that. Interesting. Okay. See, I kind of like the Coen Brothers for their meandering style. I think it's a little bit unique, and I think sometimes the Coen Brothers can be a bit divisive. Uh, a good example is Hail Caesar, if you guys have ever seen that movie. Uh, I left. I showed my family, or took my family to go see it, because I loved it. And was like, guys, I'm going to love this. You're going to love this movie because I love this movie. And they all left hating it. And it was like my favorite movie I'd seen that year. So they're like definitely divisive as far as filmmakers are concerned. But I think this movie, or at least this series, does a good enough job of distilling the parts that people like in their movies and saying, okay, here's how that could be translated to a series format, I think. I think as a pilot, the only complaint that I had watching it again is I feel like it gives up a lot in the plot like so i've watched like these same kind of like drama e things like ozark and i've seen breaking bad and usually there's like one thing that happens in the whole episode and i feel like it kind of covers a lot in the first episode mm-hmm. did you guys feel that too or did you guys feel like it's very self-contained it seems like, like it, right you could you could just end it there mm-hmm. and be done with it like this could just be a short and call it a day and that's kind of how i feel <laughs> Right. <laughs> like, I mean, that it's like he drove away and he left the cop sitting there in his car. And I'm like, OK, cool. So he's part of so Billy Bob Thornton is part of some secret organization of hitmen that have to talk on code on the phone. And the dude he killed that the really the really pathetic guy that was really hard for me to care about at the beginning of this, um, like he killed his high school bully, which he was involved with the mob. And obviously he had a trophy wife and he had two sons that, you know, really hated each other. Like it gave up a lot Yeah. to where I was like, I, I'm good. Like I'm good knowing what I know and I'm good with the mystery. And I feel like that's another part of it. It's like, I don't really, you know, but it's like I said, it's all good. It's all done. Well, yeah. the performances are great. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the only thing I can say about the performances, because I do think they're great. Uh, I have a friend from Minnesota and a friend from North Dakota, and <laughs> they say that in general, some of the accents are terrible, particularly Martin Freeman's accent is not even close, but you get away with it because it's Martin Freeman. Yeah, I mean, I don't think William H. Macy's is that great in the film either. Oh, really? So. Mm-hmm. Not that I remember. Uh, I know it's exaggerated. See, I, but think, I feel like I feel like that's the thing Fargo was known for was the accent. So leaning into it a little bit for the show makes sense to me. Well, and they leaned into a lot. So like even the whole in the beginning of the movie, they say this is a true story. The names have been changed. 
of course this isn't a true story. This never happened. Yeah. They, they Wasn't did that it. Not a thing in the Fargo though. That it was hated me. I yeah. hate it. I hate it when they do stuff like that. This oh, is based on that? a true story. No, it's not. No, it, it should like it should be a legal thing for like a film, TV show. If you're gonna put on the front of the screen that this is based on a true story, it mm-hmm. better freaking be based on a true story. Because if not, you've already lost half my interest. And when I saw that, I paused and I went to see if it was based on true story and it wasn't. I said, well, this thing's got a mountain to climb to get me like, <laughs> you know, back into it. And guess what? It did climb that mountain. Right. Partly. So, so. Okay. So, Devin. Yeah. Just going through the other seasons. Mm-hmm. So this one has Martin Freeman, Billy Bob Thornton and Colin Hanks. Mm-hmm. Who who are some of the actors that Ryan would know from the other seasons? So season two, I think the big actor, um, I mean, the big actor that he'll know is Kristen Dunst. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so she's uh, Ted Danson's in it. Patrick Wilson's in it. Jesse Plemons is in it. I know you know Jesse Plemons now. Um, <laughs> whether or not you like him is a whole other thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's really the big like season two cast. Gene Smart. Yeah, those are the okay. big ones. Uh, and it's funny because season two actually follows the diner owner. So the diner owner, uh, not to give anything away, but he's the main focus of season two, uh, which I thought was kind of a cool like back in time kind of three kind of thing. Um, season three uh, is Mary Elizabeth Winstead, uh, Carrie Coon, David Thewis, Thewlis, which I know you know now. Um, and yeah. I, Goran Bogdan, which I don't actually, I know his face. I didn't know that name. Um, and season two was, or three was kind of the lesser known, like people, but season well, four is Chris you, Rock. You, you, yeah. you missed the big name in season three. Did I really? You and McGregor. <laughs> you and McGregor's in season three. Yeah. He's, oh. he, he's, he plays twins. Oh, does he really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. See, I didn't see season three. Okay. Well, you and McGregor's in season three twice <laughs> that's really cool yeah i don't know what it's about but i just know that i carrie coon is fantastic in everything she's in yeah if you guys haven't seen the leftovers i highly recommend that. i've heard good things about that yeah if you can get through the f- first season of that show it really pays off does it yeah that's that's what i i love slash hate like i hate when people are like just give it three seasons then it gets good i'm like Ugh. well it's only it's only three seasons and it's from Damon Lindelof, who did The Watchmen. Oh, see, that's cool. So I'll probably like it then. And I know it's Watchmen. He did the Watchmen series on HBO. Yeah. That's what I meant. <laughs> All right. So, Ryan, on a scale of Devin, do you have anything else for Fargo before we wrap this? I love it. Up? Watch it. Um, it didn't. Mm-hmm. The only I think the last thing is when we were talking about accents and this is a really immature thing of me. So you can cut this out if you want. I like the idea just of like the minnesota like oh yeah big boy oh yeah give it to me like that was the funniest part of the episode for me <laughs> that was pretty good yeah that was right that was right when my wife walked in and oh, like no. looked up at the screen she's like that was bad timing <laughs> yeah it's, it's the thing is when it comes to, to, to the minnesota accent like i've seen fargo but yeah uh, like when I think of the Minnesota accent, the first thing I think of is the romantic comedy New in Town. I don't know that one. Because Kristen really likes that one. It's about uh-huh. a girl that grew up in like a rural area, moves to Miami, 
becomes like a huge business person, has to go to a plant in Minnesota to close it down, and she mm-hmm. has to live with a bunch of like Minnesota small town people. And mm-hmm. it, it, there's a ton of people that have like the really thick, drawn out Minnesota accent. And yeah. there's one, and there's one actress particular that does it. But that's what I think of whenever I think of that Minnesota accent. I think of that. Is movie. that? Yeah. yeah. When you say new in town, I just think of the John Mulaney special. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> I am homeless. I am homosexual. I am new in town. I love that. I just watched that the other day. Oh, I think it's the same um, actress as the some something diaries of whoever. Oh, Bridget Jones is Bridget, yeah her, Bridget Jones. her. It's Renee Zellweger. Oh, it's Renee yeah. Zellweger. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Renee Zellweger. Yeah. That's and, funny. Oh, I kind of want to watch this movie now just because J.K. Simmons is in it. Oh, I'd watch him in it, most things. It's actually not bad. Don't tell Kristen I said. Well, she's going to know now because it's being <laughs> recorded. But it's actually not bad. And it's one of those romantic comedies she likes that I don't mind watching. That's cool. Wait, your, your wife listens to the show? <gasps> I'm just saying it's recorded, so it's out there. So she doesn't listen. But, I mean, you know, somebody can tell her. Okay. Somebody oh. can tell her. <laughs> All right. I'll tell her. So, Ryan, on a scale of one to five, how likely are you to continue Fargo? Like a 2.5. Like like I said, like after this conversation, I'm interested enough to probably watch a second episode, but there's also a lot of stuff going on at the moment, so I may remember to watch it. I may not. But, I mean, it's good, and mm-hmm. I would recommend it, even though I'm, you know, like I said before, like it may not be my thing, mm-hmm. but it's definitely good, and I would encourage anybody if you're interested to watch it. Alan? On a scale of 1 to 5, I am at an eight. Yes. I almost canceled the recording the night so I could keep watching. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm glad I have a new show to watch because uh, I'm catching up on the blacklist, but that gets tedious after a while. Yeah. So that's Fargo. That is available on FX on Hulu. Mm-hmm. So if you have a Hulu subscription, you can go check that out there. It's also on DVD. I know you can get it from your local library if, you, if that's the kind of thing that you do. That's cool. Because that's how I tried to watch it and then I never picked it up. So I got charged from the library. Oh, um, all right, so moving on to my pick, I am so excited to talk about this. So my pick is the DC show Doom Patrol. This is the story of five fearless superheroes. Justice League 2020. <laughs> More TV superheroes, just what the world needs. Ugh. Do you have a photo printer in there somewhere? No. Is it your butt? I bet it's his butt. Are we really the best people to hunt a supervillain? Hell no. Alright, so Doom Patrol is a TV show that aired on the now defunct, or soon to be defunct, DC Universe app. Where DC brought in a bunch of original programming, all their movies, a bunch of TV shows, and comics to this one platform. And they started off with Titans... <clears throat> and Doom Patrol as their big series to draw people in. Um, I had no idea what the Doom Patrol was before they announced the show. Once they announced the cast, I started doing some research, and I was like, oh my god, this show sounds amazing. Uh, so the show s- stars, let me pull it up, Matt Bomber, April Browley, Diane Griello, Brendan Fraser and Timothy Dalton. The Doom Patrol was the X-Men before the X-Men. A lot of what Marvel did for the X-Men was taken from Doom Patrol. Like Xavier in a wheelchair was taken from the Chief. And the show also stars Alan Tudyk as Mr. Nobody. So I've been talking about this show for a long time. I'm curious to know 
What did you guys think? All right. So you've talked a lot about it. Uh, and everything you say is always the most insane thing I've ever heard a TV show try to do. Yes. It's always like, oh, this, I don't know. I can't even think of a good, like this week they fought Jesus on a pig. And I'm like, I don't know why a TV show would do that, but okay. But it's always piqued my interest, especially when you said it's Brendan Fraser is a robot. And I went, yeah, all right. Yes. <laughs> I was prepared for silliness. I wasn't prepared for an emotional core. And dang it, that made me like it a lot. I like yeah. I, I like kept watching. I told Ramon I'm going to watch it. And she's like, "Ugh, all right. And the more I keep watching it, I was like, "Hun, this is good. This is really good. I, I think you should watch. You should watch this. That That's what sold me on it. Like Cliff Steele is the heart of this show. And the, the pilot really drives that home because he does have like this whole tragic backstory mm-hmm. that you're learning along with him because he has no idea where he's been for the last 15 years. Mm-hmm. Or so. So, like, and it's him dealing with the realizations of his daughter still being alive and, like, throw it, he, he pretty much threw his old life away and now he's stuck in this cocoon of a body, mm-hmm. not being able to feel or eat or drink or anything, mm-hmm. smoke. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then everyone else, they like, they dive more into their stories as the show goes on. Season two dealt a lot with Matt Bomber's character. Uh, Larry Trainer, mm-hmm. um, and more with Elastic Girl, <laughs> um, but yeah, the the heart is there. Ryan, what did you think? It reminded me a lot of Mystery Men. Okay, oh, um, it it definitely had more heart than what I was expecting. I was expecting something completely off the wall, um, ridiculous from everything that you've told me about this thing. Um, but it definitely surprised me. I wasn't expecting the the realness of it to a point this like uh you know him remembering his life and the other people and and what they showed like the test pilot and his personal life i wasn't expecting that not Mm. at all expecting that um and it was honestly it was better than i thought it was going to be it it definitely has a lot more heart than titans did in its first season because what titans focused on a lot was the and not just the line of it, but the fuck Batman. Like oh. they were like, okay, we're not going to be just a live action adaptation of a cartoon that, you know, that was the teen Titans. Mm-hmm. This is going to be its own thing. It's going to be dark. It's going to be gritty. And here are your characters. The Doom Patrol actually shows up on Titans. They had like a planted pilot in there. Oh, weird. Which is, which is weird because the shows take place on different earths. Thanks to crisis on infinite earths now. Oh, so there was like a different guy playing chief and they never address it. So that drove me nuts for like the whole first season. Like the, the heart of the show is, is there. And there's a whole character from the doom patrol that isn't even in the pilot. That's how much is going on in this show. Like, uh, cyborg is part of the doom patrol, but he's not in the pilot, but he's on every other episode. Oh, wow. See, that's cool. Cause I, I at least know him. I don't know any of these other characters. Like you could have told me they were strictly made for TV for this thing. And I would have been like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. And they've shown up in other, th- other things. Uh, like we were just talking about, um, judge Reinhold. Yeah. And he, he played robot man on teen Titans, like the cartoon in the two thousands. Oh, no <laughs> way. Yeah, because uh, I have IMDb up and I saw that. I was like, oh, I got to bring that up next episode. So wait a minute. Were these people on Crisis and Infinite Earths? They showed up at the very end when they were like, look at all these Earths. They had oh. them like dancing around. Okay, got it. So one thing I do want to say is Brendan Fraser and Matt Bomber 
do the voices for Robot Man and Negative Man. Mm-hmm. They are not in those costumes. Okay. But I think I think they do such a good job, and the actors in the suits mm-hmm. do a good job of portraying portraying those roles because it's really. I feel like it would be tricky to do some of the stuff that they do and not be delivering the lines. But I think yeah. they both nail it uh, with their performances, whether it's physical or just the voice. That is, yeah. See, I like that. And the one thing that did strike me is like the product like speaking to that is the production value that went into this because i think i was expecting like the same because i think i i must have we must have talked about them on crisis on infinite arts because i remember you bringing that up now and i think i expected that almost where like that kind of production and it didn't this felt like it was like a real like dc movie with how much effort was put into it Plus, like, a farting goat at the end. I rolled my eyes at that. I you rolled your that. eyes? Really? I rolled my eyes at that. Uh-huh. So, full, full disclosure about the ending of this. Yeah. Spoilers for the end of Doom Patrol. It's pilot. Oh. Um, I thought it ended in the next scene that you didn't get to see in the pilot. Oh. The next scene, this goes back to the batshit craziness of this show. Yeah. The whole town gets sucked into the donkey's ass. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> I like Ryan's reaction a lot to that. <laughs> the next episode is called Donkey Patrol. I saw that. They have to go in and get it. Yeah, I so I like skipped at, not skipped ahead, but I like looked ahead to the episode like name and it was Donkey Patrol and I'm like, that's eh, clever. I wonder what that's about. That's I really thought that's how the pilot ended, <laughs> but I think I watched the two back to back. So I got confused. So So who stuck out to you guys the most on the team? Now it's the donkey. No, I'm joking. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, like saying Brendan Fraser would be kind of pointless. But to be honest, the one that kind of like piqued my interest was the test pilot. Okay. Simply because I thought it was like, oh, is this like in the Invisible Man thing? And he's bandaged at home. So like people know where he is. But no, he's, you know, he... He looks like Deadpool underneath that. So and there's more to those bandages that you learn later on in the show mm-hmm. that I yeah that if you decide to watch the show or not, I can tell you. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it was like an Invisible Man thing too, mm-hmm. but it, it's not. So interesting, Devin. How about you? Oh, I definitely like what was her name? Was it Jane? Crazy Jane. Crazy Jane. I like her a lot because I really like the idea of a character that's powers aren't like basically under her control. Like she can't, it does, at least from what I've seen, it doesn't seem like she can control which version of her you're going to get. And I like where that could go writing wise. I think I could also see how it's like deus ex machina, crazy Jane comes out. Oh no, that's what we needed all along. But like, I can see where that could be an interesting like plot device too. And I like that. They definitely explore that a lot. Yeah. Yeah, for me, it's it's Cliff, Cliff Steele all the way. Brendan Fraser dropping F-bombs every other <laughs> line is fantastic and hysterical to me. Because in my mind, he's still uh, George of the Jungle. Right. So. Um, or, or, some of us, a Canadian Mountie. <laughs> so. Oh, man. <laughs> and Ryan's off the show. <laughs> <laughs> Not me particularly, but I do know people where he... It, Brendan Fraser is the Canadian Mountie. Like that's him. Oh man. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there was just, there was a lot in it that I just think I didn't expect. I didn't know that it was kind of like the X-Men. 
Um, and I like that. And it almost did the Marvel fake out thing, but it had more of an effect, I think. So like, you know how Marvel will do like the we're standing heroically in a field while the music swells and then like ah, rocket mantis in the head. Isn't that silly? Um, they had that where they were like walking down the street and the one lady's leg goes a little goopy and she like trips a little bit. But like it seemed more like a like a, you know, she has a lot of trepidation. There's more like it's more of a character moment than like a silly like we're not going to trust that we can pull off this epic scene moment. And I liked it for that, I think, because Marvel doesn't do that. All right. So on a scale of one to five, how likely are you guys to keep going with Doom Patrol? I'm a four. I'm I'm at the same level as Ugly Americans. I'm very interested and I do really want to watch it. If I don't watch it, it's not because I don't like it or anything. It's because either I forgot or like time constraints or whatever. I'll I'll, I'll make sure to remind you. Good. Please do. So, (laughs) Ryan, how about you? Okay. So I'm going to watch the next episode. Okay. And then I'm going to decide if I want to continue watching it or not. Simply because of the whole like, I'm sorry, but the town going, it's. I think I, I think I mentioned this to Alan, uh, either in person or in a message. There's a certain type of humor that if the show is animated, I am all for. Mm-hmm. Like, like Futurama, Ugly Americans, Rick and Morty. If any of those gags were tried in a live action show, it would immediately turn me off. But for some reason, when it's animated, it's fine. And I find it funny. I think that's some of my hesitation with Doom Patrol. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because when you tell me about like the really off the wall stuff, like with the town being sucked into the donkey's butt, like. If this show was animated, I would be all for something like that. But because it's live action, I'm like, ah, oh, come on, really? <laughs> but I'm going to watch the next episode and see how it is. From what I haven't read the comic books that is based off of by Grant Morrison, but I hear it's very true to that. Oh, well, that's fine. Um, so <laughs> like at one point, there is a character called Danny the Street <laughs> who is just a street. <laughs> he talks, and like he talks with like text bubbles that pop up, it's, and it, it's really interesting. It's so weird. Um, I mean, yeah. and 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 on the comic me- like comic book medium, that I mean, I'd probably absolutely love reading what I just saw. But I'm definitely going to watch the next episode, give the craziness a try, and see where I'm at. Uh, because so given that I am a five, because I'm definitely gonna be watching the next episode. But after that, I don't know. It might be a one. So it's a five asterisk. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's a okay. five asterisk. Good. How do we want to wrap this up? Give me my scooch tape maggots. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, let's. Yeah, I think that's a good. I think that's a good. That's a good way to wrap. I, it up. I don't. Just... Yeah. I don't know if I can <laughs> yeah, find anything better. Yeah. So I was going to say, were there any runner-ups, just just briefly, other shows that you would recommend that you wa- almost did for this? Oh, I, this was this was honestly the hardest one that we've ever done. Because usually with these things, I have like, oh my god, I'm going to make them watch this. I like struggled for a long time. So it was like an eight-way tie for me. I had Battlestar Galactica was a really <laughs> big one that I wanted you guys to watch because I love that show and I think it's criminally underwatched. Um, Bojack Horseman was another big one for me, but I was like, ah, oh, we're already doing like an adult comedy kind of thing. Um, and Breaking Bad, if anyone hasn't seen Breaking Bad, 
uh, or Better Call Saul if someone hadn't seen that but had seen Breaking Bad. Like those were those were my shows. Okay, Ryan, how about you? Deep Space Nine. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's, except right. I kind of pulled back because that's more like a movie and a half because it's technically two episodes and then you've got episode three and that's technically the pilot yeah. is like an hour and 35 minute movie and then another 45 minute episode. So, wow. <laughs> yeah. I was going to make you guys watch Beetleboard's Metallic. <laughs> what? what is that? No. Oh, VR, man. Uh, Beetleborgs, VR it's, Troopers. It's, this, <laughs> it's the second season of Beetleborgs. It's like a whole movie thing. I had it on VHS. I probably still do somewhere. But no, uh, I was thinking about Lost. Oh, just yeah. Just talk about the fact that the episode's called Pilot, but it also works as just an ep- title of the episode because that's the only episode you ever see the pilot. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it was Lost. It was Big Mouth. Mm. Um and that, that was pretty much it. So I'm glad I got you guys to watch Doom Patrol, which is on HBO Max, which I didn't mention before. So <laughs> I think it's still on DC Universe if you want to get all the comics and stuff. But it's also available on HBO Max. And season three will be coming next year to HBO Max as well. Oh, so it's still going on. So it's still going. Like even yes. though like DC Universe stopped, like HBO Max. DC Universe. So DC Universe is going away from the TV shows. All of the TV shows that are there are moving to HBO Max. Mm-hmm. So Titans, Doom Patrol, and the Harley Quinn animated series, right. which was another one I almost had you guys watch. Um, just for that Bane joke. <laughs> Good. <laughs> They're all going to HBO Max. DC Universe is becoming a comics-only platform. Got it. So you can go through and read all the DC comics you want. So That makes sense. All right. I think that does it for our TV pilot special yeah. special. Make sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, you can listen to the podcast on all major podcasting platforms. Uh, that includes Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, and TuneIn Alexa. Wherever you listen to us, make sure to subscribe, leave a comment and review. You can email us at you have to watch this podcast at gmail.com. And until next time where Ryan has us watch Close Encounters of the Third Kind, I'm Alan. I'm Ryan. And I'm Devin. And have fun binge watching. Oh, I'm glad you guys made me watch those shows. <laughs> <laughs>